0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. I'm Rachel Fisher. Hi, I'm Desi Jadakin.
2: And this is Mysteries and the Macaw. No,
1: wait, wait not... <laughs> It's not. It's a mini episode. And
2: this is the mini episode.
1: What's your name?
2: My name is Vincent Price. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Brendan Uh, has joined the studio audience slash peanut gallery for today's
3: episode. Yeah. He'll be in and out of the studio. (laughs) What is it? He's been uh, tying one on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Having a white claw right now. We're all having fun. We're all having fun here. A mango white claw. It's
2: a mango white claw.
3: Nice. It's
2: a pre-COVID white claw.
3: No, we. You (laughs) bought that after COVID. No, I.
2: I'm pretty sure I bought this before COVID.
3: Okay. And it's
2: been in the fridge for nine months.
3: It's aged. (laughs) It's a fine
2: (laughs) wine. All right, I'll be back. Okay.
3: Uh, Okay. Bye. So I hear we have a pretty exciting mini episode. Well, exciting. I think it'll be a fun one. I was excited about it. I'm excited. So today we're going to talk a little bit about after school specials. Did you watch any? Did they end before you even started watching that stuff? I guess they kind of ended in the late 80s. Yeah. So Um, I was like a little too young for that, but I definitely know what they are. I rented them. A few years ago. They all came out on DVD. Oh, um, I think maybe in the 2010s or like somewhere around there. Yeah. And I got them because I I didn't see a lot of them because a lot of them were from the 70s, even like uh, but I did like them. They're obviously something you and I would both love. Of course. They're very dark and they're for teenagers, basically. Um, I read an article um, in Mind Floss. And Mind t- floss, yeah. mental floss? Oh, uh, was it Mental Floss? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Mental you Floss. You know what I, sorry, Mental Floss. Uh, I, I knew it was wrong when I read it, but I don't know why I typed it that way because I literally wrote it from the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very tired, I have to say. So they talked to the one of the producers of the um, After School Specials, and he said that they were basically like, like older teens, they were finding weren't watching like the things that younger kids watch, obviously, but there was nothing for them to watch during this period when they were created in the 70s. Like, there were no shows geared specifically geared, yeah. towards teenagers, like preteens, especially. Oh, this was for preteens? Yes. So they had things for, like, older teens, which could probably just be what adults were watching, really. Uh, But for that transitional period, there wasn't really anything. And I don't really see how these after-school specials (laughs) are necessarily good, but they did have things on, like, puberty, et cetera. So some of the early episodes would be topical content. They would have one about that was called the skating rink, which was about a teen skater who um, overcomes his shyness because he has a stutter. So he learns how to skate. (laughs) So it was like things like that, like these sort of heartwarming Uh, sort of things. There was also one called The Bridge of Adam Rush in which a teen copes with a cross-country move after his mom remarries. So they're dealing with issues, I guess, that kids of that time, especially in the 70s, it's like a lot of (laughs) divorce-heavy type things. Now, they did have some big stars in them, including Jodie Foster was in a 1972 episode called Rookie of the Year, which she was like um, a girl on a boy's little league team. (laughs) That was like an early uh, one, rookie of the year. That's a movie that came out when I was a kid. Yeah, but it's. I don't think it has any. No, to I do. know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, but I just reminded But I remember me. that. Who was the star of that? The boy. Oh I remember gosh, him. the boy. I forget his name, but
1: he was in American Pie. He's great in that movie. And Daniel Stern, big fan of Daniel Stern. He plays like this crazy ball player in the movie. Yeah. Anyway, you should watch it, he? It's a good baseball movie.
3: Um. So as things. Another big episode was called Sarah's Summer of the Swans, and that was about a young woman searching for her miss, missing – the magazine. this article describes it as mentally challenged brother. I have no idea what this one was about, but that was like one that was very popular, uh, and it got like – it was like the the one of the year. Like it got like very high critical – Um appreciation. Sorry. You said it that way.
1: I'm so tired. Dude, Desi's (laughs) look, we're gonna power through this episode. We're not gonna critical appreciation. We're not gonna rush this. You know what? We're not gonna rush this episode. This is a just relax. Look, no one except for me in this house is sober right now.
3: I'm not that drunk. Okay. Now, in 1983, they had an episode that was also critically acclaimed. That was what I was looking for our, there, called The Wave. That aired in 1981, and it was about a high school teacher who described fascism, fascism. <laughs> Tessie. That was Sean Connery. Steve, a little tribute to the late Sean Connery. <laughs> Kids, I'm going to put on a show. It's about Fascism. Shisham. and Hitler's rise to power by successfully convincing the students to um, subscribe to a dictatorial rule. Hitler was a son of a bitch. <laughs> um, another one starred two big um, stars to be. This one was titled One Too Many and starred Val Kilmer as an underage drinker and Michelle Pfeiffer as his girlfriend. That's a hot couple. Uh, yeah, so this got like a lot of press. It was reviewed in the Los Angeles Times and This was an article by a woman who saw it, loved it, and it actually changed her life. She wrote, after watching the ABC after-school special titled, One Too Many, A Story of Drinking and Driving, (laughs) I realized I had taken too many chances with my life. I always think I can handle myself in my car after I've had something to drink. Nothing happened to me yet. I'd like to thank ABC for showing a program that could save the lives of me and my friends. I've realized that drinking and driving is not worth the price of a life. I mean, alcoholism and underage drinking were a very big popular topic of after-school specials mm-hmm. because it's definitely something most kids, uh, I think, try at that of course. time. Um, one of their big ones uh, was called Andrea's Story, A Hitchhiking Tragedy <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is very 70s. This is actually from the 80, 84, so it was like a little uh, past that. But believe me, I hitchhiked in the 80s with my mom. It was still a thing it's true. in the early 80s, especially in California, oh, in like yeah. certain areas. Oh, yeah. But it was definitely winding down at that point. Yeah. Uh, and that actually won Daytime Emmy Awards. It was very uh, popular. There was also one about that won an Emmy Award about a basketball player who takes ballet. Now, I want to uh, go through some other titles that I thought <laughs> were pretty funny, So there's one called "Dear Lovey Heart," I am desperate, and that was about a girl, (laughs) teenage girl who started in a vice column in the school newspaper. I think I saw that one because she gets into hijinks because of her advice, but no one knows who it is. And it's just like it's almost like an episode of a sitcom type thing. Yeah. Another one that was really popular was called "My Mom's Having a Baby." Now. This was something that ended up being shown in in child class like I'm sorry science classes because it explained childbirth because the girl had to learn from her mom what it meant. Uh it's not a it's a pretty bad way to learn because the movie is really uh dorky. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know any
1: listeners who are around my age. Did you guys watch The Miracle of Life? Is that like a that was from the eighties, Birds and Bees. It, no, okay. very much, very realistic. I mean, it's literally actual footage of a of a woman giving birth, Ooh. with the pussy and everything. And I saw it when I was a kid. I, I of course, my mother, like we had this on VHS tape at my house. Very frank discussions about reproduction and sex at my house going on. This was like an eighties movie, but it's called The Miracle of Life. Please email us if you've seen this
3: film. Can I tell you, I'm such a dirtbag that when I had sex ed, I got out of it by saying that I was sexually abused (laughs) (laughs) because I just wanted to go hang out. Like it wasn't, I wasn't really traumatized, but I knew I could use that to get out. (laughs) So bad. Look, I was a teenager who wanted to go hang out and smoke in the courtyard. It was so bad. You had it like all the way when you were a teenager, we had it in like, I'm pretty sure I was like, it was like ninth grade. Or something like that. We had sex ed starting in fifth grade. Oh my God, that's early. Yeah,
1: our fifth grade teacher taught it to us and then it ended in like seventh grade. I think it was like health
3: class or something. Yeah. I don't remember. So the big thing that people didn't like about this movie like, was the fact in it they said when a man and a woman are intimate and what they showed was two silhouettes hugging. So kids were like kissing <laughs> Is that, like it wasn't very accurate, um, but they weren't showing as much as apparently you saw uh in yours now, here's a classic seventies one. It's called the Pinballs, and if that wasn't enough, it stars Christy McNichol. Oh <laughs> like you don't get more seventies than that. This was about a trio of orphans who um bounce around from foster family to foster family. Oh, That's why it's a called the Pinballs. <laughs> That is such an inappropriate name. <laughs> Christy McNichol was actually in three after school specials. Why am I not Including surprised? the pinballs, one called A Fawn Story, which I think she just found like a deer. So it was like a very wholesome one. And one called Me and My Dad's New Wife. <laughs> 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 I just love these like divorce ones. Another one that's pretty funny is called Seven Wishes of a Rich Kid. Now this one started... That starred- one sounds funny. It starred Robbie Wrist, who was Cousin Oliver on The Brady Bunch. Oh, my God. So this is his big story. Uh, He is a depressed rich kid who earns seven wishes from a genie. Of course, he uses his supernatural powers to impress a girl played by Cynthia Nixon. It does not go the way he wants. Cynthia Nixon shows up a lot. One of the most popular ones came out in 1979 and was based on a very popular young adult novel called Dinky Hawker Shoot Smack. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not about what you think it is, though. Wait, what? how is that not what you think I it is? I don't know. It's like the opposite of what you think, but I, you're going to find this story very relatable, even though it is about shooting well, smack, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so this story revolves around a girl who is described as a large figured g- Los Angeles, t- <laughs> which right away you're like, this sounds hard already. She turns to food as her source of comfort because she is neglected by all the people in her upper middle class life, including her mother, who is more focused on her charity work at a drug rehabilitation center than her own daughter. Mm.
2: <laughs> mm. She's a communal narcissist, that mother. Oh, oh is that a thing? Yes.
3: She believes the only way to make herself feel better is by. Oh, the mom thinks the only way to make her feel better is by feeding her more food. I'm sorry. <laughs> is she Dinky, Jewish? no. Dinky's <laughs> desperation to be noticed um, receives a surprise proof I'm sorry, a, a surprise boost when she meets another large teen named Tucker. They help each other realize that they need to be themselves um, and make a radical change in their life.
2: That's right, Tucker.
3: But when her family fails to notice that she wants to change, she takes matters into her own hands which ultimately proves effective at a charity event that her mother is involved in. The message gets across to her family and they finally see that Dinky wants to be accepted as the thing one thing they had failed to notice, a daughter who wants to be loved and not fed with food. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting book actually. Like that's uh, yeah. a kind of like interesting take on it. Absolutely. Uh, I want to read that I Dinky get Honker.
2: Into
3: psychiatry yeah dinky hawker shoots smack I why mean, is it called shoot I'd, smack i honestly have no idea i wonder talk there are some changes i don't think she does drugs in the book because it does say it, it was changed a bit oh my god you know who plays dinky who wendy joe sperber Do you remember her from uh, Bosom Buddies? (laughs) She played the girl who lived in the hotel with Bosom Buddies. I think she was in like a lot of 80s sitcoms, like the sort of best friend, like the Uh, sidekick character. Yeah. Look her up. You know. Yeah. She was. uh, Wendy Jo Sperber. I'm pretty sure she played the annoying girl at the hotel (laughs) where the the two guys lived, like the all woman's hotel. Uh, Yeah. She's pretty famous. I mean, from that era. Now, this is the one I, I, tweeted about today just because the title, I couldn't find more information about it, but the title alone is so hilariously dark to me. It's called my dad lives in a downtown hotel.
2: <laughs>
3: Doesn't that sound That's just dark. It's so divorced, but like my dad's really in it. Like and the kid, the image is a kid on a bus through the window and he has his like hand, like his hand chin is resting in his hand. On the way to this downtown hotel, where he probably has to go every weekend for like child custody, like visitation or something like
1: that. This is literally Millhouse Van, Van Houten's story, is it? Well, when the parents, when his parents get divorced on The Simpsons, the dad moves into the divorced dad hotel.
3: Oh, but I think this sounds. And he, I, does he get him like a? Doesn't the dad get like um one of those beds ra- that look like a race car? Yes, <laughs> he has a Homer Homer. Co-
1: <laughs> yes. The, Famous quote is that Homer he comes to visit uh, Kirk Van Houten in the divorced dad motel, and uh, Kirk says, Well, I have a race car bed. And Homer says, I sleep in a big, beautiful bed with
3: my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, there's a star in this as well. The divorced dad is played by Bo Bridges. They got big stars in these things. Yeah. Uh, that title is just incredible to me. Um, I like. Here, come speaking in the mic.
2: I like that John Lickenhooper is shooting smack.
3: Lickenhooper? Uh, Oh, you mean Dinky Hooper or whatever her name was?
2: (laughs) I like that Dinky Hooper is shooting smack. That's it, but he's really just a trickster, and he's like, "Yo, you can be who you want to be, and it's all good." Oh, he's just puck.
3: Maybe he's shooting smack talk. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) He's just shooting that talk. Puck from Glee. No, No. from
2: Midsummer. Oh,
3: Oh, from (laughs) Midsummer. He's just a trickster.
2: Yeah, he's just letting you know that to think outside the box, and that you know you can be who you want to be, and that your mom is a narcissist, and it's all
3: good. Right, Uh, and that your
2: mom is actually scared of you being who you truly are. That's why she keeps feeding you to keep you in the place that you are. I
3: would, I like when I was reading that, I was like, I would love to know what the mom is feeding her. Like what food? Do you know what I mean? Like, is she making her a bunch of stuff? Cause she doesn't seem like she had the time, right. or is she just stuffing her with fast food? Her
2: mom was probably getting her like cooks and her maid to cook for the kid.
3: Oh. Um, another person, I think I saw this one. This is an early one, and it starred Jennifer Jason Lee. And Tight. this title was, Have you ever been ashamed of your parents? <laughs> <laughs> it also starred Marion Ross from Happy Days as the mom, which seems like, I don't feel like she can play a bad parent. She seems like a good parent type, right? Yeah. Maybe she was abusive. Like I've never watched Happy Days. You haven't seen no. it at all?
1: Did you watch any Nick at Night, honey? No. You didn't watch any Nick at no, Night? No, because
2: that shit was like black and white. Who wants to watch that?
3: Happy Days is not black and white. No, but Nick at <laughs> Night was. Oh.
2: I I just like when wow. poured, I just like when Nickelodeon like poured slime on people. That was cool. Did
1: you watch? You can't do that on television. Yeah, that's what
2: I'm saying. Like, I like them Canadian shows where they poured slime on people.
1: Yeah, you can't do that on and television. And I like Double yeah. Dare.
2: Like you like Mark go down. Yeah, well, yeah, Mark Summers, you go down the slide and you like. I
1: always thought I could do really pudding. good
3: at Double Dare. I
1: wanted to go in that Sunday so bad.
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In the
1: obstacle course. That was so good. I wanted to dive right in. The
3: ice cream sundae. Go right in. I I had I was like, I don't have any points (laughs) for the blue
2: team right there. (laughs) (laughs) We're fucking doing it, bro.
3: (laughs) I also felt on you can't do that on television that I was like, I could be funnier than this. I,
1: I
2: (laughs) I could certainly do that on television. I
3: wanted to be
1: on that show so bad. I thought those kids were so funny, and I was so deathly afraid of Barth. Oh. The fast food yes. guy. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. That's right. I forgot about him. He was scary. Because he was slinging them like green
1: cheeseburgers
2: yeah. and stuff.
3: Yeah. <laughs> green cheese. They were. They were all gross. Now, this one sounds traumatizing for parents. It's called The Day My Kid Went Punk. <laughs> 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 now... This movie focused on an overlooked classically trained teen musician who gets a red mohawk <laughs> for attention. And he starts fucking
2: shredding on the yeah. violin. And his dad, is
3: his, awesome. his dad is played by Bernie Copel, the doctor from a, The Love Boat. <laughs> I want to see that one. Now this one is good for um, all of us because we definitely grew up with parents who were more left-wing. It's called My Dissident Mom. Laughter This one stars Martin Martin Sheen and Annie Potts, and they argue about... I love
2: Annie Potts.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she's great. They argue about nuclear weapons while their son, Lucas, looks on. (laughs) (laughs) That's very... It's 1987. That sounds very 80s. Like, there was that big TV movie, like, The Morning After, about, like, nuclear. Yeah. Because we're still... Kind of doing the the red... The um, Cold War. The Cold War. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely that nuclear attack thing happening. We're so scared of that. Now, this one is from 1988. It stars Joey Travolta, who is the brother of John. He was also an actor. Joey Travolta and
2: Frank Stallone? Did they team up?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't there also another brother like Patrick Swayze's brother for a while? It was like three brothers. And it was just kind of... I I think they did do a few appearances together. Like people would book them together. This one was called Daddy Can't Read. (laughs) It had an appearance in it by Michael Jackson as himself and gymnast Kathy Rigby, as well as Richard Shaft Roundtree. What? (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. Don't they sound like incredible? I want to watch like all of these uh, movies. Um, Let's see. This one was, oh, that's, I don't want to do that one. There was one with (laughs) Willie, Willie Ames and this was about bullying. So that's perfect for Brendan, who was a high school bully.
0: Uh, (laughs) And it's
3: called Hammerman's after you. (laughs) You better keep your eyes for Willie Ames. He's in this as the bully. I think Willie Ames plays a bully. I think so. I think he plays the bully, yeah. So uh, I love I love the bullying from that era because it's so over the top usually. It's so unrealistic. Now this one was a, a one about young love, but it has like a really brutal title in my opinion. It says, It must be love because I feel so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash HCS. Desi has a listener email. Okay, this is from one of our listeners. Uh, she's in Phoenix and she said she was a radio DJ and stand up for 15 years and that like led her to meeting a lot of different people uh, at various locations. So she said that she had met two different serial killers. So she's kind of writing in about the near miss stories that we did the past few weeks. Okay. First story. When I first started comedy in 2002, one of the comedians, Randy had a brother who was a professional photographer, mostly for boxing organizations in Vegas. The brother Dale gave us all comedians fresh. I'm sorry. Gave us all. Gave all us comedians free headshots, this will come full circle, trust me, for our portfolios. Dale came to a ton of our comedy shows and asked me out once. I didn't want any drama because his brother and I did a ton of shows together, so I said no. Then in 2005, animals were being shot at farms, Walmarts were being started set on fire, and people were being randomly shot while walking down the street or sitting at a bus stop. At the same time, we had a serial rapist, the baseline rapist, later the baseline killer, on the loose, and everybody assumed it was the same guy. It was the Summer of Sam in Phoenix because it was all so random. One day in 2006, I was driving to work and heard on the radio that Dale Hausner and his roommate had been arrested as the serial shooters. My body went cold. This was Dale, my friend's brother, who had asked me out on a date. Uh, I think someone sent in a similar story about this Phoenix shooter. They lived in the same apartment. Oh, really? Yeah. One of our stories was um, from somebody who said that they lived in an apartment in the same building where these killers were caught. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. So... He eventually committed suicide while on death row by OD. The baseline killer? Yes. Wait, no, no, no. This was the shooter. It's the the same. They're all the same people, I think. Is it? Yeah. The baseline killer was on the loose. Oh, no, it's not. They're talking about a bunch of shootings at Walmart. They said they were arrested as the serial shooters, the baseline killers. Oh. I think I'm pretty sure. Um, Okay. Second time. Brian Patrick Miller was a steady attendee at the downtown Phoenix art scene. We have First Fridays pre-COVID, and that has a ton of characters in Phoenix like showing up. There is a crew that dresses as the Ghostbusters with a car and packs on their back. It's super fun. In that crew was a guy named Brian Patrick Miller. Brian had an old cop car that was painted as a zombie hunter car. In the back seat was a mannequin of a zombie dressed in, in rags. The car was everywhere at art shows, and the last time I saw it was on October 31st, 2014 at a VIP party for FearCon, our local horror film festival. That night, I had a long conversation with Brian standing by his car. I even took a photo of the zombie in the back seat. Then, three months later, in January of 2015, Brian was arrested for two brutal m- murders of two women in Phoenix in the 90s. He had beheaded them while they were out riding their bikes. <gasps> Here is a Reddit thread. On, oh, she gives us a Reddit thread on him. Uh, And she said when they searched his house after his arrest, the shack in the backyard was filled with old bikes. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) Then she adds, this is why I can't get a date. (laughs) That's so scary. (laughs) That's really scary to have that direct of a contact with them. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So that was a pretty uh, good one. Okay. So do you want to move on to recommendations? Let's do it. So TV, do you have anything? Uh, okay, I'm
1: on season 13 of Criminal Minds, just started. Brendan, what else are we watching right now? We're
2: watching The Boys.
1: Yeah. We're, we're watching, we just started The Boys. Oh, you did? Yeah.
3: Do you guys like it? So I love far? it. Yeah, it's good. I
2: love Preacher, the comic, and I love The Boys, the comic as well, so it's nice to watch the show.
1: Uh, we've only made it through the first two episodes, and that is only because we have been absolutely exhausted this past week watching cable news nonstop, which is not something that we do. No, watch cable news. The I mean, Boys is
3: really good. So you watch two episodes.
1: Uh, that you said, yeah, watch okay. two episodes. The other thing we're watching Bake Off comes on once a week on Netflix.
3: I kind of forget about it, and then I remember I have some. I'm like, oh, yay, <laughs> I can watch a bake-off. Like,
1: It's so frustrating because I always watch it like at night, late at night, and then I'm like, oh, I, I need babka right now.
3: I know. Babka is so good. Or whatever they're making.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need that right now. Yeah.
3: No, it does make me hungry. Um, and luckily, some of the desserts are so complicated that I don't usually crave them, but every once in a while they'll have something that I really want, like the more simple things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really love... Those kind of fancy cakes, those never like tempt me. <laughs> but like the little stuffed pastries and stuff like that. Are, Whenever
1: they're doing like a hand pie or like a, yeah, even just like the bread they're making, like some bread that has like nuts and fruits in it. I'm like, I
3: want that right now. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I started watching Dexter again. That's like my thing that I did this Such week. Such a horny show. It's really horny. Um. I'm only three quarters of the way through season one. I I have also been working a lot this week and getting up early. So normally the TV watching I do is from like 10 to 2 a.m. Yeah. So when I'm passing out by by the middle of the f- first episode, like hardcore, like cannot keep my eyes open. So it's, it's cut down my time. Like I probably would have been through two seasons by now, <laughs> uh, but I haven't been able to stay up to watch it. Yeah. So, that's the show I started watching. I think I had a few other things in mind that I didn't start up, but I'm glad that you guys are watching the boys cuz I really enjoyed that show and I like can't wait for you to get to season 2 cuz it's Same. even crazier. Yeah. Um podcast. Do you have any new
1: podcast? Nope. What did I even listen to this week? It's just a lot of Dateline. Oh, really? I'd listen to Dateline every day pretty much whenever the new episode is up.
3: I started watching. I've told a few people this now. um, A six part episode podcast on uh, the two thousand election called Fiasco. It's very good. I know we're all drowning in political stuff right now, but I still found it very like entertaining. It's well done. If you if you lived through it at all, you'll be surprised how much you don't remember. (laughs) Like all the characters make appearances in this podcast. So you have like Catherine Harris that. The woman who was like taken down on SNL basically all the time is on it, so they they get interviews with all these people, even Joe Lieberman. Oh my god, <laughs> who obviously is a traumatizing voice to hear. I wanted to recommend this podcast. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'll save it for next week. Um, but yeah, do you have? Uh, let's get to food. What'd you eat? What didn't I eat is more <laughs> the question. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's such a blur of consumption for me this past week.
1: Look, this week has been
3: crazy for Americans. I'm sure it's been crazy for people all over the world. Uh well, I was in Phoenix. Uh so I did get I did get the opportunity to have some really good um foods that I don't normally get. Um I went to when I was pole observing, the first location I was at had a famous seafood restaurant next door. I think I sent you a picture of their lobster roll. Unfortunately, they didn't have the lobster roll that day, but I got a really good spicy tuna, um, like rice bowl salad thing. Yeah. It was very good. And it's hard to get good seafood, I think, sometimes in non coastal uh, cities. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's like expensive to like ship it in and get it really fresh. This was very fresh. It was called Chulo Seafood. It's in Scottsdale. I think they have two locations, so check it out. I also got really good pizza from Pizzeria Bianco, which is one of the best pizzerias in the country, And and it's in Arizona. Arizona, that's right. And I got like. I went to their sandwich shop another day <laughs> and I got um a, sh- a sandwich with like prosciutto and roasted peppers Yum. and like yummy and they have a coffee place next door where I got some other really good stuff including this like oatmeal <laughs> like a homemade gourmet oatmeal cream cookie. Mm. You know what I mean with the two oatmeal cookies like the yeah. little Debbie one? Yeah. <laughs> and it was so good. It was so good. I was like I need to make these. Like it was delicious. Just I love homemade versions of shit food. Like homemade Oreos. <laughs> like I love Oreos, but it's like the homemade versions are like this different thing that are that are equally kind of good. Totally. Um and then let's see. I made a carrot cake for someone's birthday this week, so I got some of that. <laughs> you got your vegetables in. Got my vegetables in. Yeah, I mean I just I have been eating a lot. <laughs> I think- I'm planning on starting a healthier health, like a health kick on Monday before Thanksgiving and the holidays start. Oh my God, Thanksgiving's coming. I know. So I'm trying to like sort of like calm down a bit before the holidays start. Maybe just eat a ton of like vegetables and fruit and drink a lot of water. I feel really dehydrated. I, Whenever I go to the desert, I get very dehydrated because I don't drink enough to combat the the desert. Like I'm just drinking my normal water and I have to drink extra probably. And then my skin and lips and everything just gets sucked dry. It's just so awful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to do that. We'll see. <laughs> I think it'll, I think it'll work. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know if we say this. We did get a new sponsor, HelloFresh, and I ate some of those meals. Dude, so This good. isn't like a paid... <laughs> segment. I really was shocked at how good they were. Oh my god. They were so okay. I was going <laughs> okay. Sorry, I know I realize this sounds like a paid endorsement. I swear it's not, but that is what I ate this week. You will hear our paid in, you will hear our
1: actual paid endorsement for HelloFresh sometime in the next week. <laughs> but this is this part isn't they did not pay us for this part. Dude, those sesame beef tacos were legit.
3: I think it's so I like this is the type of things I like where you get the little everything's measured out for you. these little bottles and packets. It's so good. Did you make any of the other ones? Yeah, I made the creamy chicken. The mushroom one? Yeah, it was good. The carrots were good, I thought. (laughs) And then I made the pasta too. I I made made, all of them. I'm going to make the pasta tomorrow. I was shocked at how good it was. I mean, I knew it
1: was going to be good, but I was like, this is really good. I think the flavors are
3: creative like I thought the sesame beef tacos were like really interesting with the sriracha mayo (laughs) like I liked or or was it sour cream like a sriracha sour cream it was a sriracha sour cream yeah that was good
1: so okay I like the sesame beef tacos so much that I actually got all the ingredients today at the grocery store to make them again Yes, And you know me, I don't buy red meat. No, that's shocking. I never buy red meat. They're ever. so
3: easy and they're so good. They were the, super easy. I liked it with the cabbage too. Like I liked them a lot. I have like leftovers. You have, oh, but you got the extra. I got the extra. I was just like, let me get all the extra. And I'm glad I did because it's like, it keeps really well. It's shocking. I, yeah. I'm just shocked at how like cute everything was. And how easy it was. I yeah. just like the little bottles, like the little vinegar bottle. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about like not having to measure that's just it was so the not
1: it for me, it was the not wasting of food. Because like, you know, when you're buying stuff for one specific recipe and it, it like you end up buying this huge fucking bunch of radishes because you can't just buy like two radishes. Right. And then you're like, what the fuck am I gonna do with all of these now? Yeah.
3: yeah. I like the not wasting food. That part. is good too. So don't order it yet. Wait to get our promo code. Yeah, please. Wait for the promo code. <laughs> then get it, because I really liked it. I was impressed. Yeah, I really liked it, too. Uh, <laughs> what else did I eat? We had some pupusas tonight for dinner. Oh, yum. I like Rachel's. I was coming over tonight, and, and I said, should we get food? We're talking about getting food. She's like, Brendan and I already had a... Um, we got some small dinner, but we're going to have a second dinner. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna want a second dinner <laughs> so, like as if that's a thing <laughs> man, the second I'm dinner. telling you man? I like the second dinner was at eight too it wasn't like it was like ten p m or something no
1: uh we or we look, I was hungry I was like uh you know i was. <laughs>
3: I'm not judging
1: I was glad you guys wanted to order food well so I didn't... like I feel bad if like I order food and then Desi doesn't like we don't all eat as a family together because yes. that's usually what we well, do
3: that's the dilemma of sometimes if I don't eat all day I'll eat late at like four yeah and then I'm like but I'm gonna be hungry again so I'm just gonna have to stuff it.
1: <laughs> so before you got here we ordered pupusas from La Numero Uno which is this place in Hollywood Ooh. and they're really good I mean I love pupusas me too they're so good. So fucking delicious. I love Salvadorian food. Why
3: have we never gotten that? We just don't think of it? Or does it close early? I lake?
1: always forget about it. Okay. And then I remember like once a year and I'm like, okay. oh yeah. They like. Yeah. Um, That's good. And then what else did we have this week? Uh, I ate a lot of cookies this week. I ate some potato chips. I had some of those uh, salt and pepper kettle chips. Ooh, I like That's those. That's a good flavor. I love it. What? Oh my god! I got something else that was like, oh, I ate sun chips this week. What? When was the That's last? That's so nineties, <laughs> dude. The most
3: nineties before were like, they
1: French onion? No. What? I got harvest cheddar. Oh, I like
3: harvest cheddar. That's, That's my favorite. flavor. I loved French onion, and I had that was before harvest cheddar came out. French onion is such a nineties flavor. I, it's so good, but then harvest cheddar came out later, and yeah. I like a cheddar. I a love, cheddar chip.
1: I love a cheddar chip. I love a sour cream and cheddar chip. Ooh, those are good. And I always felt like kind of like people were judging me when I'd buy the sour cream and cheddar chip. Really? I don't know why.
3: Yeah. I don't think it was popular with kids. Like there's certain flavors I liked when I was a kid that Same. were not kid flavors. right?
1: Yeah. Kids, like I remember like the Lay's sour cream and onion were really popular with kids. Yeah. And I liked those. Those are mild. I like the sour cream and cheddar. The Ruffles, they were really good. Sour cream and cheddar. They're I was so good. Fucking all about those.
3: No, sun chips are so good. And I sun love, chips? I love anything that has the illusion of health. Right. <laughs>
1: and I got like the family size bag and I ate the whole thing one yeah. night. Like that's what I ate for dinner. I like now that they have like party size. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know how they have, like, the small lunch pack or whatever? Yes. Like, it's, like, the reasonable one-person size that they sell at, like, Seven Eleven, And then they have, like, the slightly bigger size. This was, like, the bigger size than yeah. that.
3: But now they have, like, let's say the regular big bag yeah that you would buy for a family now they have one even bigger called party size. yeah no it wasn't oh, a party
1: okay. thank god i didn't eat the party size to myself i ate like i mean the, that would be really no tough. i just ate like the big bag yeah and that's what i had for dinner one night i also love
3: the um share pack of m&ms what's that it's like a slightly bigger pack of m&ms but they call it share size but, but i've never shared it obviously yeah <laughs> But I always buy it. Oh. <laughs> it's like king's. Remember king size? They used to have king size. Don't they still have king size? I think share size is slightly bigger than king.
1: But it's ridiculous. Okay. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Sorry. I was taking a hit off my jewel. Um, <laughs> do you know how they have like those family size frozen dinners? Yeah. I've like made that just for myself before.
3: Every size is not big enough for me. <laughs> like, dude... Th- Portions are
1: not big enough for me.
3: It makes you realize how um, portions are a scam. (laughs) Like when you ever, like the way you eat free eating, you're like, this is why we all have trouble because when you get the legitimate portions you're supposed to have, you're like, oh my God, like I eat five times as much as this link was
1: Like, like, have you ever seen? Have you ever actually measured how much a portion of cereal is? It's bullshit. I have
3: before, and it's the saddest. It's like three quarter a cup or something. And then you put it in the bowl, you're like, that's not it, even half I, the bowl. And it's not even like full as a regular bowl. When I usually even use like a bigger, like a mixing bowl for cereal. I believe in intuitive eating, and
1: my intuition told me this week to eat an entire box of honey bunches of oats. And that's Ooh. what I did.
3: By the way, Uh, A friend of the show, Daily, she bought me, um, she went to Arizona with me. She bought me the mini cereal pack
2: as a surprise.
3: I saw. (laughs) That was so sweet. It was so, she's like, this isn't really a present. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. And of course I ate the Cocoa Puffs that night. That is a present. (laughs) It's the best present. I just wanted to also give a shout out to
1: our listener, Marilee. She sent us an email last month. And she said, thank you for sharing uh, my Jewish cooking on the pod. Oh. And I wanted to say thank you. You're so welcome. And she says uh, she grew up Mexican in Texas and uh, didn't have a lot of variety, but she's always trying new food. And I said, I want your recipes. Ooh. Let's yeah. recipe swap. Yeah. If you have a, a good family recipe you want to share with the pod. Yeah. I want to. I love old family recipes. Email us in. That would be a fun segment if we cooked someone's family recipe. Yeah, let do it. And then talked about it on the show.
2: Yeah, I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> Guess who's back? Did
3: you <laughs> eat? Any- na, 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 na. <laughs>
1: yeah. Did you eat anything good this week, Brendan?
2: I had Shake Shack.
1: Oh yeah, we just had
3: Shake Shack.
2: We just had Shake Shack. I ate lots of pupusas. I've I've been eating um, lots of Rachel's cooking. Rachel, you be making what? You made some stuff this week.
1: Hello Fresh.
2: You made some Hello Fresh. I'll be eating that.
3: It was good, huh? It was good. Yeah.
2: Shout out to Hello Fresh. What up?
3: <laughs> We're giving them such an extra uh
2: Yeah, hook testimony. it up. Hello Fresh. Hook it up. Hook it up. <laughs>
3: uh and yeah, that's really
2: Send in a recipe though. That would be fun. I'd like yeah. to make it.
3: We- We'll make them for Brendan. We'll make a meal. He's like, this is
1: like, you know, America's test kitchen. This is like, he's our test kitchen. Like we, he's like the.
2: Me and
3: Melon. Me and the cat. Yeah, Melon eats hamburgers. (laughs) Dude, he's like wimpy. (laughs) 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 He's (laughs) like meow, 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 meow for a hamburger today, please. He's Uh, so, yeah. Brendan gave Melon a bite of his cheeseburger.
1: And Melon went bananas.
3: He loved it. Like an actual bite of it. Melon was climbing him like like a tree trunk <laughs> to get that hamburger. <laughs> All of a sudden, Melon went from this fat blob on the, on the floor to like an athlete. <laughs> he like stood on his hind legs and climbed up Brendan deftly. Yeah. He, was, he was like up, graceful getting that hamburger that's like how you melon would he's like the type of animal you need to put like the carrot hanging on a string to get him to exercise <laughs> like well like i put a hamburger yeah. there <laughs> put him on the treadmill oh, um melon yeah so that's what melon ate this week he loved it <laughs> he really it. enjoyed that hamburger he also ate some of the foster kittens food this week mm. he's he's living the
1: life did i tell you when i was recording uh Hello, fresh melon would not stop eating in the background. Oh, really? He's getting hungry from what I was describing. He's like, I need a snack. His mouth was watering. It was watering. He's like, I, he- I like those sesame beef tacos. Too. <laughs> he tried to. He tried to eat some, but I was like, no. He likes this this ground beef. Oh boy, dude!
3: You found another white claw.
2: It's a pre-COVID white claw. Oh god! It's also mango flavored.
3: Where are these white claws coming from? They're multiplying. I have
2: no idea, but they're a gift.
3: Wow. I didn't drink them while you were gone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The concept blessed us with white claws.
1: So that being said, uh, I mean, I don't know how to transition to this. Our main episode will probably be a day late. Yeah. It'll probably
3: be a day late. Well, it's not a day late because we could put it up right then. (laughs) Brendan, do you want to take us home? (laughs)
2: And you were listening to Mysteries of the Macabre.
1: No, no. With
2: Vincent Price. <laughs> oh my god. And the Hollywood crime scene, ladies.
1: Are you gonna do an impression of me and Desi again? That
2: was that was my Vincent Price impression. I was good, okay. sweetie. Okay. Oh no. So um, this was Rachel Fisher and this was Desi Jettikin. Okay. Um, <laughs> bye. Bye, guys. Bye.